morning, Adam. Good morning, Jack. Hey, my name is uh, Jack Mancini. I'm here with Adam Sunhalter, and we are doing a podcast today, as we often do on Wednesday mornings. So what I am is a business coach. That's what I do in my daytime job, and I do it along with Adam. Adam's a business coach as well, and we've been business coaches together for over 20 years. My God, 20 years, Adam. <laughs> what we do, our, our, our business coach company is called Maximum Value Partners. And we deal with small business owners, 25 employees or less. That's our desired general profile component of our clients when we can get them. And we have been doing this, as I say, for over 20 years. And there's very little we haven't seen or experienced with the small business world. Both Adam and I have owned companies, still do sold companies, bought companies, consulted with companies, coached owners of businesses. We're experts in the field, honest to God, without pounding our drums too loudly. Uh, and we have a lot of fun doing it. And with that fun, we come up with ideas to have a podcast developed. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes it's just Adam and I bantering around. Sometimes we get off, off track. Sometimes we stay on track. So it's very uh, informal, very light, not heavy on regulations. And we're going to continue to develop this and have fun with it because we love the small business owner and we can help them. So we also have Dirty Secrets of Small Business. That's our podcast. And uh, we have over 300 episodes that can be accessed, and Adam will tell you how to do that a little bit later in the show here. But uh, today we're going to talk about how do you know when you need a coach or a consultant? When do you hire them? When is it time? How long do you, do you uh, listen to a podcast like this and say, boy, those guys are right on the nose. I should, I should give them a call. <clears throat> you should do that or send us an email. In any event, I'm here with Adam. And we're going to talk about when do you need a coach? When do you finally, finally submit and say, I need somebody to talk to. I need somebody to counsel me who's been there. That and, sounds painful, uh, Jack. Submitting. Yeah, it can be. It can be. Right. <laughs> but it's necessary. <laughs> so, yeah, Adam, what do you think? I think it's all, it's all good stuff. Yeah. Um, welcome, everybody. This is uh, Dirty Secrets of Small Business, episode 319, 319. Wow. So, yeah, we have 318 other episodes. As Jack said, I'll tell you a little later. I can tell you now, too. You can get them all at our, our Dirty Secrets of Small Business.com website. And we've got all the episodes there. Uh, most of them, as Jack was saying, will stand the test of time. So, whatever topic you're thinking about, there's a search box there. If you click on the episodes tab, you can, uh, you can get them all there. And Jack mentioned, you can, if you have uh, thoughts, questions, comments, concerns about the, the show, or if you're interested in, in what we do from a, a, a coaching standpoint at Maximum Value Partners, you can email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call 877-849-0670. So that's a little bit about us and who we are and what the show's about. And so, yeah, to get into this, we want to talk about some different stuff. And one of the, the, the common things we see with owners is they're often looking for help, Jack looking for help and often it's they're looking in all the wrong places is that a country song 
It is, you know. I was I was almost going to start singing it, but looking for love, looking for coaches, <laughs> looking for coaches in all the wrong places. That's right. So again, the good country songs are always adaptable to other to other situations, right? And so, what do we mean by kind of looking at you know, often looking in the wrong places? Well, as you might imagine, it typically starts with friends and family. Now. Most of these friends and family, Jack, are very well-intentioned. Um, but the trouble, the challenge often is that it's often difficult for those friends and family to relate to what it's like to own and run a small business if they've never done it themselves. And it can be very challenging because many of them think, what's the big deal sometimes, right? How difficult can it be? And and maybe some of you have, have talked to some corporate folks or some corporate dropouts that think, oh, what's so hard about running your own thing? You know, it's you know, much easier than being part of a big corporation where I got all these, all the politics and bureaucracy and other stuff I have to kind of deal with. You know, running your own thing must be must be a must be a snap, must be must be pretty simple stuff, right? So it's often hard to find folks that can relate to what you're going through, right? Or, you know, oftentimes, um, Maybe they've had some success in running a small business. Okay. And maybe that's the first people you often reach out to. I want to talk to, you know, Aunt So and so who's who's had a great business for a while, or or Grandpa Joe, or whoever it might be who's who's kind of run a, a business successfully. That's great, but that doesn't mean that they can help or teach you though, Jack. All right. I mean, it's one thing to kind of do it yourself, another thing to be able to kind of teach it. And so you know, there's all kinds of examples. If you look at, you know, we often will, will use sports as an, as an analogy, right? And there's a lot of cases where you have some of the best players that don't do so well as coaches, let's say, right? They're able to do certain things, they're able to perform themselves, but to now teach somebody else how to do that is a different skill. And so, yeah, just because somebody's had some success doesn't mean that they, that they know. Plus, what they know is what they know. They know their experience. And they, must sound simple. they know what they know or they don't know what they don't know, Jack, right? But they have their experience. <laughs> and so if they've run a company successfully, they have, they have the experience of running their company successfully. We see this often too. It comes up a lot with um, transitions where we have family companies and maybe you're going from one generation to the next. And it's often challenging if that next generation of all they know is that family business because you know what they know is very limited. Yeah, because they haven't been exposed to, you know, to, to, to some other opportunities. And so a big part of what, you know, somebody on the outside will, will bring is, is a breadth of experience, you know. So, <clears throat> so friends and family is often where it starts, Jack, but there's also a lot of other places that, that, that people kind of go. And, you know, you can rattle off the, um, you know, if there's some of the, the, the best performing folks, they'll devour that latest book or podcast or webinar or, workshop series right and and you know again they're searching for ways right to help them kind of take that that, that next step but that can be challenging too it's kind of like a crap shoot you know, that's one of our favorite games in the casino you know playing craps right so it's like a crap shoot so you got the dice are kind of hoping for the the sixes and eights and damn it's a seven again okay oh come on let's, let's go back and get those sixes and eights and you know we're hopeful that it's going to be it's going to work out this time right so as you're as you're reading that book or listening to that podcast or, or attending that workshop, you know you're hoping it's you're you're reading that book at the right time, Jack. That's going to address your current biggest challenge or opportunity. Right? Okay, 
it, it came to me. It's one of those things like, you know, we often hear stories, hey, I, I had an idea and all of a sudden the answer appeared, right? Okay, so you might get that to happen, Jack. You know, that, that you, you might roll once in a while. Yeah, yeah, once in a while. <laughs> but, you, but you might roll more sevens than you roll sixes and eights, right? Unfortunately, that's that can become <laughs> the case after a while. So, well, you, you know that the, the, you, the owner, basically are lacking context, and many times you don't really understand business because of that, and you're experienced. Or education, and even education can give you that context. That's what you're looking for. But more so, it's got to be delivered to you in ways you can understand it, and it has to be repeated. So there's <clears throat> a number of things that involve every business. It doesn't make any difference what industry. And what we've done is distilled in our 20 years of, of coaching practice, we've distilled all the activities in business down to three circles and to, to uh, what we call seven keys to success. And it, it, once a client of ours, a customer who, who owns a small business who is just pulling their hair out, trying to figure out what to do next and, and losing sleep and agonizing over decisions that could easily be made and put in perspective, if you understand context of business. For us, it's very easy. And, and to teach, it's more repetitiveness than it is knowing what to do. We know what to do. And if you execute well on, on the uh, ideas of what to do, you're going to be successful. And that's defined, success is defined as growing sustainable profits. You know when to act and when not to act with confidence. So when you're at that, that stage of total aggravation and frustration and worry, that's when you should start to think about, man, maybe I need somebody to help me. And help we would provide. There's no question about it. If you're coachable, that's another thing. <laughs> Here in Cantankerous Ola, we like to say an old steel guy, you know. Grew up in the 40s, uh, had his business growing up in the 40s, 50s, whatever it may be. And uh, just grumpy and grouchy and doesn't really know why he's had success. Uh, if he's had success. So he strikes out at people because of his own embarrassment, which he doesn't even know. Or we're, we become psychologists of sorts, too. People, we, we know how they're going to react, and they react the same, and the business solutions are often the same. Again, they just lack context. How do I plug this in? And what is that you're plugging in? Do you know? Or it doesn't get plugged in, and therefore you're on a business by the seat of your pants. So, like I say, we have a lot of fun with it because when we walk into a situation, we usually know what has to be done pretty quickly. Then it's the challenge of trying to get somebody to move quicker than they otherwise would because they don't have the confidence because they don't have the knowledge. <clears throat> it's, it's helping them take those steps. It's um, <clears throat> One of the challenges of owning a company is people often look to you like you have all the answers. You know, whether it be your your employees, your 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 vendors, your customers, they're always they're always asking you questions, and and you're you kind of get used to being in that spotlight and, and responding to stuff, and you respond based on what you know, based on what your experience is. So as we're saying, is if you're at that point where you aren't sure maybe what step to kind of take next, it's often helpful to have just you know someone to talk to on a regular basis who not only like you're saying, Jack, understands small business, 
um, but can also kind of tailor that solution to fit your your needs. You know, in terms of what you're looking to do, um, the, part of the beauty of our three circles and seven keys, Jack, over the we've developed over the years, is it's not as much a a step by step. Right here are the 75 steps to do this or that. Right, it's more about here are the things you need to be focusing on and working on, and you start to customize it to fit your business. <clears throat> right, so whether it be you know you know key number key number three, pulling together a marketing plan. Well, a marketing plan for a, a retailer might look very different versus a marketing plan for, let's say, a software business versus, you know, a marketing plan for a doctor's office, right? You know, th 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 there's different pieces and parts that, that kind of go to that, you know? And so trying to get it to where it's kind of customized, but also, I guess, to your point, Jack, is depending on your experience and background as an owner and how you're able to take information in. Some are able to take it in faster, some to take a little slower, depending on what, what your background is going to be. And you mentioned something earlier on that I want to make sure it doesn't get lost, which is having to repeat stuff. You know, hear it, hear it multiple times, have it presented in multiple different ways. And, you know, we've had clients over the years say that all the time. Like, I know this is the 16th time you, you brought it up, but I'm really just finally hearing it for the first time today, right? It's and, really common too, yeah. Right, because, you know, we we have to be ready to receive that message and then be able to start to kind of act upon it. And so... You know, you mentioned being kind of, you know, uh, arm, armchair psychologist, uh, you know, here. Well, part of what we do is we, we use things like DISC. You know, it's a behavior tool, D-I-S-C. We all have different styles. And so, yeah, a D is going to respond and react in a certain way versus a, an I versus an S versus a C. And so if if a D is is slowing stuff down, okay, or, or, or often a D, we, need, we often need to slow a D down, right? Ds are often going too quickly. And slow down, people can't, can't keep up, you know. You're making too many decisions too too quickly versus you go all the way around to a C where it's like, hey, all right, it's been months that you've been you've been pondering this, right? Is it I think it's about time to kind of start to move, right? So depending where where it is, we often have to either slow people down or kind of speed them up, give them that little nudge. But a lot of it comes from having the confidence that knowing that this is the right direction to go. You know, so the part of what happens is is um, you know, people are familiar with the phrase of learning at the school of hard knocks. And that's where m many of the, the owners learn. They learn by just doing stuff, having some successes and certainly, you know, having some, some, some uh, stumbles along the way. And so you get to a point where, where you, uh, you know, hey, I've learned enough and, you know, hey, can I learn from somebody else? And so a big part of this is, you know, depending where you're at, you know, some of us aren't ready to learn from somebody else quite yet, Jack. We want to kind of figure it out for ourselves. But at some point during your journey as an owner, you're going to think, hey, and it's a common, you know, maybe I can get some help. And so part of what we want to kind of just address today is, is and part of what we like to address on, on the show here is talk about things that are very, very common that maybe often aren't talked about. And so if you're an owner, you've had kind of some of those thoughts where, again, you've been thinking, hey, maybe it is time to kind of talk to somebody. You know, what what is that somebody, you know, what should they look like? You know, what kind of person do I need? You know, do I need somebody, you know, who's going to help me with, let's say, you know, I touch on on the marketing plan before Jack, hey, is somebody that, that need help from a marketing standpoint? Is that really what the issue is? Is it more, I need help with my people? That's more of the organization plan, which is, you know, which is key number four. Hey, do I need help with my numbers, Jack? You know, that could be either key number two, the profit plan, or or key number six, the, the, the cash forecast. You know, do, do I need help with, with my numbers, right? So you start to look around and what we often see is you know, some of the first folks that people will, will reach out to beyond the friends and family or beyond these kind of you know, resources we're mentioning about books and webinars and workshops is they may talk to their CPA 
because if you're in business, you have a CPA. I'm, you know, I can almost guarantee it. It's very rare that we meet an owner that's filing their own taxes, Jack. That's pretty unusual. We haven't seen that often in, in 20 years. So, so most of you have a CPA of some type and kind, right? So that's often the first place that you go to ask maybe some numbers questions, right? Now, if your experience has been anything like ours, it's probably tremendously disappointing when you go talk to your CPA about your numbers. And coming back to- Why is, why is that? Well, I was like, coming back to somebody educating you and kind of teaching you stuff. Often one of the, the, the common challenges we hear, frustrations we hear for, from owners is that, well, I go to talk to my CPA about it. She's like, I oh, don't worry about that stuff. You know, I'll take care of that. Or the CPA is filing taxes or, or they're, they're looking backwards all the time or they'll give simple platitudes like, well, hey, if you want to increase your profit, Jack, you need to either increase your revenue or decrease your expenses or a little bit of both. And so they aren't wrong. It's just a matter of, well, what do I do with that? Or how do I kind of go about doing that? Or how do I make sense of my numbers? And, you know, we've met with a lot of CPAs over the years that, you know, some of the better ones where, where they will meet with their clients on a pretty regular basis. Maybe they meet with them once a quarter. And part of their, their routine is going through and reviewing the numbers with them. Now, but the, 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 the challenge with those kind of falls short, that's one of these, these kind of dirty secrets we've shared before, but we'll share it again here today is, you know, if your CPA is coming in and, and, and she is presenting to you what your numbers are, and you're the owner taking the stuff in, chances are what you're doing is you're, you're dutifully smiling and nodding, right? Maybe a few questions here or there, but in the, in the most part, kind of as, they're, as they're explaining stuff, usually it starts to kind of make some, some sort of sense, but it doesn't, doesn't stick, right? It, it, it doesn't resonate. And, and, you know, in our two decades of doing this, Jack, you know, we learned a good trick, which is to have our clients present the numbers themselves. Not yeah, we do that. We do that early on too. Right. Yeah. Say, okay, well, here, you know, bring your your balance sheet, bring your profit and loss statement, and tell us what you see. And it creates tremendous stress to start with because they haven't often been in that spot. Again, come back to they're often asked a lot of questions, but they're they're often not asked to present or talk about their their numbers, you know. And so, <clears throat> you know, for us, what we discover is, you know. To, 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 to understand your numbers, you have to kind of dig in and start to ask the questions. And there's usually a lot of questions that, that, that owners have, but they're, they're often afraid to articulate those. And they're maybe not sure quite how to articulate the question. Or again, they, they maybe they're embarrassed to ask. So they'll kind of dutifully smile and nod. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, of course, that's a, that's a great looking margin, Jack, right? Or that's a nice ratio. That's a, that's a cool ratio there. That, that looks really good. You know, thumbs up. Okay, let's go. We're doing good. Okay. And, and they just want to get out of that situation. Okay, everything looks good. Tell me everything's okay so I can, I, I can get back to what I was doing before, right? Versus coming there to kind of see those numbers and, and see what's happening. And so, again, you know, the, the, the way we, we've, we've structured our, our coaching practice is to help the owners make sure that they're focusing on talking about working on the, the, the most important things in their business, uh, as opposed to what they've been doing often, which is you know, very involved in delivering their product or service and you know, different areas of the business. But those are important too. But as the owner to kind of the, the, the step out of that day-to-day um, fray, at least for a little bit to start and kind of work on these seven keys. And so, and, and how they all, how they all tie together. You know, one of the biggest dilemmas that small business owners have is understanding what, what they're talking about in sense of how it plugs into the bigger picture. So and you just don't need a financial statement. You got to understand what those things mean because they're very powerful. Or you don't need somebody to come off the street and sell you a marketing 
idea to increase your sales because it doesn't plug in to the bigger picture, which most small small marketing companies can't quite do that either. They can't give you that confidence and understanding of how this stuff fits. Cash flow statement, if you don't understand numbers and haven't been using them, you're going to be always uh, behind the eight ball relative to how your cash is presently and where it's going and how those things tie in. How do you make decisions? You don't want a fancy collegiate uh, business plan because you aren't going to understand it or use it because that's not how you think. Something's got to be tailor-made to have you understand business. That's what we like to say. So many people don't understand business. That's where the seven keys come in because it understands business and it makes it relatively simple to learn it. So that's lacking in, in many of the businesses. And when when you finally get to a point where it's it's so frustrating and you're not sleeping and you're losing money and you got creditors that are hawking you and you're, you're saying, well, where's all the fun this was supposed to bring? There isn't any. <laughs> it's all work. That's when you need somebody. That's when you need somebody to help you. And that's what this is all about. <clears throat> and, and, and part of what I want to bring it up today, like I said, we, you know, part of what we like to do is, is to, to, to shine light on things that, that we know are common things, Jack. But maybe often people are, are afraid to talk about it or bring it up or embarrassed to kind of speak about it. Or again, it's often hard to say, I don't know the answer. Or, I don't know. And, you know, you, you probably find yourself as an owner not responding with, with that often where you, you know, you're probably not telling me, well, I don't know. You'll just say something. You'll, you'll make up an answer. You'll, you'll have a response because you're, you're kind of bouncing along. You know, the key is move them along, kind of get them out of your way. Let's sort of kind of make things happen. So it's, it, it's key to try to find some help. And so if you're thinking about that, or, or, or as we were talking here this morning, if it's sounding kind of like you, well, the question becomes, well, you know, what should you do, right? And so, you know, what we would suggest is it's probably a good time to kind of explore hiring probably a coach or consultant of some type and kind, you know, and it's, this is a pretty big decision, right? So it's not something you should, you know, you should just, you know, snap your fingers, and make it happen tomorrow. You should take a little bit of time with it. You know, you should probably interview several people, maybe, you know, as you're talking to some of those other owners, you know, maybe ask them what, you know, what they're involved in. You, you might be surprised how, how many folks who are owners have either currently or have worked with a coach or consultant, you know, at some, at some time. And so, um, you know, ask around kind of who, who maybe, maybe they've used as well and, and make sure you, you kind of talk to them, but you, you want to make sure that, that, that it's a good fit, not just from kind of a skills and background standpoint, but also from a comfort standpoint. You know, whenever we're, we're meeting with a potential client, we'll spend as much time as we need with them up front to make sure that there's a good, there's a good fit, you know, from a, from just a comfort standpoint, you know, you know, you know, that we feel comfortable with each other to kind of talk about stuff that we can speak our minds because, you know, when you bring in somebody like this, you're, you're going to be sharing a lot of private information with them. You're, you're going to talk to them about things that maybe you've never talked to anybody else about, you know, it's maybe the first time you start to, you start to, you know, you got things in your head, right. But you maybe haven't, you haven't verbalized them yet. And so a big part of, of working with the coach or consultant is you're going to have to be kind of talking about all the good, the bad, and the ugly jack, right? And so you want to take your time. It's kind of like going to a doctor, right? When you, when you go to a doctor, you know, you, you want to be talking to your doctor about everything that's kind of going on, not hiding stuff. Because if you're only giving the doctor a little bit of information, you're, you're skipping some big no. things. <laughs> that's right. It's kind of hard, right? And so 
Yeah, much like you go to the doctor, they'll, they'll take your blood pressure and your pulse and they'll, they'll listen to your breathing. And, you know, they have certain things that, that they'll do. So, you know, taking a look at your financial statements for us is one of the ways we kind of get, you know, how are we doing? Let's see what's happening. You know, is, is our heartbeat here? Did everything look good? Sound good? Are there things that are kind of weird? Hey, I'm, I'm hearing a little a little rattle over here or over there. Hey, I see some some negatives where they should be positives, Jack, or I see, you know, what's this mean? You know, all of a sudden you, you can kind of find ways. And so, you know, during, you know, during the, 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 the interview process, don't feel pressure to, to, to hire somebody until you feel comfortable that they're the right, the right fit for you. And a lot of it becomes feel to a certain extent, right? You know, who do you feel comfortable with? And in terms of how that, how that goes. And, um, I think one of the things that, that, that we've discovered over the years, Jack, I don't care what kind of small business owner you, you put us in front of, usually we're pretty good at connecting with them pretty quickly, uh, you know, given the fact that we do things together and our styles and experiences are different. So usually just naturally one of us will connect with that person uh, pretty quickly. But the kind of questions we ask and things we talk about at those first meetings lets the owner know that we know what's going on, right? You know, we know what it's like to be running a business because we've been there. So we ask the questions that get right to the heart of stuff. And if they're not comfortable with that, usually it's not a good fit to start and that's okay. We move we'd, on. We'd rather yeah. know. Yeah, we'd rather know up front versus, hey, these are some good questions and, and uh, I'm glad you're asking because I'm, I'm asking them too. Okay, so so again, it's not a, you know, don't feel the pressure to kind of do it quickly, but if you want to do something like that, maybe, you know, here we are, you know, middle of the year, it's, it's June. Okay, well, maybe commit to getting something figured out here before the end of the third quarter or so, you know, by the end of the year um, and just kind of give it a shot. But it, it, it's a very common thing. It's very lonely as an owner, as we talked about numerous times in the show, Jack. And so having somebody that's there, you know, to be able to kind of reach out to, if nothing else, just somebody you can call to commiserate with. You know, who do you call to talk about stuff? Who do you call to celebrate stuff with? You know, often <laughs> as an owner, you get all excited. You had, you had a great thing that happened and there's nobody to get excited with you. You know, so often a coach or consultant can, can, can do that with you too. Hey, that's a great thing. I've, I've been working on this thing for, for months or for years and it's finally come through. Okay. And my people are like, eh, whatever. Or, oh, that sounds like more work, Jack. Right. So they, they aren't excited about it. They're all of a sudden they're, they're, they're sucking the, the life out of it. Right. <laughs> so you want to make sure, Hey, how do we get this stuff starting to, to work better from that standpoint? So it's a key, it's a key thing. It's a common thing. It's a common challenge. Uh, but there are a lot of folks out there. And so, if you're, again, if, as we've been talking this morning, if it's, if that's relating or resonating with you, maybe time for you to be thinking about buying, you know, finding that coach or consultant that, that can help you out. That's it. Yeah. Pretty okay. easy solution to a very common problem. Simple, simple, Jack, not easy. Simple, not easy. That's right. Simple. And so, and, and the beauty of today with technology too, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be somebody who's in your backyard. Right, you can find folks around the country, around the world, uh, using technology. You know, we find coaching works very, very well using things like Zoom and telephone. You know, we've been doing that for, like you said, on and off for twenty for for twenty years. It, it works very well. You can also meet in person. So part of that is you may, you may check it out and see. You may decide, hey, I'd rather have somebody who's here. But you don't know. Often you don't, you don't know until you get into these kind of things. Right. So to try to figure those kind of things out. So we would suggest no. you, you take a look at that and, 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 and give it some good, you know, good consideration. And as Jack said at the outset here, you know, we're, we're folks who are in that business as well. And so if you like what you hear here or here in our, our other episodes, if you're considering, feel free to reach out to us. Be happy to kind of talk to you and see if we, you know, we, we might be a fit for you and vice, you know, and vice versa. 
but what you hear on the radio and, and the podcast here, that's how Jack and I are, right? So if you don't like what we're saying now, chances are you aren't going to like us off the air either, right? And vice versa. So. Okay. All right. All right. So that's our show for today. As we said, uh, uh, thanks again for listening here to, to, to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. As I mentioned at the outset, you can get all of our prior 318 episodes before episode 319 that we have here. Is all on our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. There's an episodes button you can click on and, and there's a search box there. You can search for whatever your topic might be. Uh, put in whatever your questions are and it'll feed back to the shows that kind of cover that. If you don't find the show uh, that's answering what, what, what your question is, feel free to email us. Again, that email address is radio at maximumvp.com. Or you can also give us a call, 877-849-0670. So... <laughs> That's our show for this week. We appreciate y'all listening. And we'll look forward to talking to y'all next week. See y'all.